0: You don't communicate. I do communicate. We're live. We're going to need a college play, Harry. Yeah?
1: Yes. Is that right? It's week zero. You're right. Just stay on, Harry. Penn State is going to West Lafayette, Indiana, and the line has actually moved from three to three and a half here on Parks. I think this was, uh, you know, the last couple of days, it crept up there an extra half point. I will grab the boilers. Boiler ah. up plus three and a
0: half against the Nits. On you and this Penn zero. State resentment that continues,
1: how about that?
0: Uh, I asked for a play, I didn't ask want to play a kick in the balls. <laughs> there
1: you go, there's your play <laughs> you under eight, eight kicking the wins. nuts, too. under eight and a half wins. You're not believing in James Franklin, Harry? <laughs> He's a great recruiter. They <laughs> yeah. lost a lot of talent, they lost yeah, they a have. lot of like you know, experienced talent, and I think they're yeah. gonna. You know, they'll have a go-okay year, but I don't think they're winning
0: nine games. I think they win eight in a regular season, and that would be an under cash. Okay. Welcome all to right. episode 31 of Bet Parks Presents, the OG's podcast. There he is, Harry Mays, right out of the gate with a swift kick into my yambag. Yeah. <laughs> Taking my uh, alma—going against my alma mater for sake. As Christ I wear stage. a Temple
1: shirt, too. How yeah, about that? exactly. Yeah.
0: An Under Armour one, too, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they used to be an um, Under Armour school. Now they're a freaking Nike school. Yeah, everybody... Well, they're chasing the yeah. cash. Oh, of course. I know. That's what they yeah. do. I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is college football week one, week zero, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is fucking awesome. It is I awesome. love college football.
1: And, you know, it's awesome. And I saw, you know, our buddy um, Kevin Kincaid at Crossing Broad tweet this, and I think they did a, a show on it, that this is, like, the most fun... Philadelphia sports summer that we've had in about 10 years because the Phillies are actually fun to watch. And I've been dialing in on them pretty much every night uh, for a couple of innings. Last night, I stayed right through to the end with the, with the dramatics at the end and getting a win. And they got a bunch of players that I'm you're starting to get to know and you're starting to they're scrappy. You know, they come up with clutch hits. They're getting some decent pitching out of guys like Ranger Suarez and mm-hmm. uh, you know the bullpen is pretty nice. They got some nice pieces in there, and you know they're they're probably going to make the playoffs. And it's fun. And Harper's hitting home runs in uh, you know A. He's coming back here in the next uh, couple of days. You would assume. Yeah,
0: first at bat, he launched one last. He had two night. last night. Yeah, uh,
1: for AAA Lehigh Valley, the Iron Pigs, the Pegs. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's fun, and then of course Kincaid's a soccer nut, and the Philadelphia Union are pretty darn good too. So yep. you know he might have a point.
0: I'm trying to because there's a lot of excitement around the Eagles too. Oh yeah, there's Except always buzz around.
1: This. <clears throat> Except for today, they actually lost a practice today, according to Elliot Shore Parks. And this is the first time I think Nick Sirianni has lost a practice in these. Uh, you know, when they, when they practice against joint. another team, the joint practices. The Dolphins beat them today, according wow. to
0: ESP. So that's breaking okay. news. Okay. Did did we go through the schedule of joint practices, Harry, and do give them a win dog, give them a loss dog?
1: Well, I mean, it's they're almost like, you know, in, in these joint practices, they're almost as good as the Baltimore Ravens who never lose in the preseason. I think they've won yeah. 23 straight or something like that, Jesus. including last week. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. Uh, so Nick Sirianni is like the joint practice king, but he lost okay. one
0: today. All right. Well, yeah. we can bank on that at least heading into the season yeah <laughs> i can't i can't believe they can't let one lost practice hair turn into two you know no they can't
1: <laughs> no they can't these, we got a guest coming up today are, they mean a lot yeah they do we got a guest coming up today in a few minutes going to be joined by a professional poker player and uh this is going to be an interesting little conversation because uh i am fascinated by the whole you know professional gambler lifestyle oh so it's I think you're,
0: stressful. I
1: know, I know, but I know you wanted to get into
0: some other stuff here real quick. Did you see? Well, yeah, it's Esther Taylor is going to be coming up in just a couple yeah. minutes. Itay, um, Itay, mm-hmm. and um, she she participated. She came in second in the I think the pot limit Holdem in one of the, series uh, of poker out in Vegas a couple of yeah.
1: weeks ago. Went
2: over 170
1: just, grand on that, right? And then that destroyed another pot down in Seminole, uh, the Seminole mm-hmm. Hard Rock Casino or whatever in in Florida. So she's on a hot streak, and she's local, and she's a friend of the show and a friend of mine. I thought we'd bring her on for a few minutes.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, just to talk to her because I'm I'm fascinated by the gambler lifestyle, the swings in the bankroll. Yeah, and and I think that you have to have so much, you know, rigidity to your life to not go when things are well, to not go crazy to think they're going to continue that way. Right and to be able to to not stress when you go on a little bit of you know cold spot you, yeah. you get cooled
1: yeah and, and you know, cold spots happen i mean you know even even to some of the best you know so yeah, yeah you got to you got to uh you can't go you know spending like a uh like a nitwit when, when things are going great because you yeah. know there's
0: like a you know, nitwit or a dupe a dupe <laughs> <laughs> i saw that he put howard put out a tweet that he lost his dog And he was very, very sad about it. And Ben Simmons quote tweeted him saying, I'm sorry for your loss, Howard, and put a little like praying hands emoji there for him. Now, we know Howard's been very crass on Ben Simmons. Yeah, he called him Benjamin because he had (laughs) he had no J, no jump shot, no J.
1: (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious, by the
0: way. It's Ben. It's just him and LaFraud. You know,
1: I saw him (laughs) last week at the BMW Championships down at Wilmington Country Club on Thursday. He's, He's walking around, and he's wearing a Philadelphia Eagles shirt.
0: Why is he wearing that? It was,
1: you know, something one of the things you can get at the pro shop, like that that uh camouflage, you know, that army or whatever the armed services
0: sh- like yeah, shirt, salute, the army salute army to service mean,
1: salute to service shirt, Philadelphia Eagles on it. Now, is that a violation?
0: Yes. <laughs> Especially for a man who, who dresses like he does. Right. I mean, he should be at the BMW to the nines, right? Wearing right, a nice right. golf shirt. Right. You know, I
1: mean you look the... fine you know yeah. but it, but it was an eagles shirt it was like it's something that you know a, a fan would buy
0: i salute the troops it's just a, and he had the uh, ring the super bowl uh, yeah. ring that in the <laughs> miami ring university of miami <laughs> 80 so whatever that was championship <laughs> ring he's a beauty absolutely he really is beauty. oh it's, he's I, I love seeing him at the games because when I, when i worked with howard you know a lot of people go he must have been a nightmare to work with and manage and he wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. you know why because you always knew exactly what he was thinking. Mm. He couldn't. If if he came in pissed off, he told you about it. If he got pissed off in the middle of a show about something, he told you about it. He never held it in. And so you always had it out right away. Right. Okay. And that's good. That's what you want from an employee, Harry. Right. Yeah, not passive I aggressive, you're talent. saying, right? No, not at all. I mean, Angela was the same way. Angela was the same way. Like, ah! you know, Yeah, I mean, he'd freak out in the meeting. <laughs> There was no cuts from the dirt quarter What's Papa Barra been doing? You know, in the newsroom. <laughs> uh, he'd go nuts, you know. Uh-huh. Like he wanted all right. these cuts. He wasn't even going to use them. Right. He, he just, just wanted, wanted to have them. Have them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, is in there cutting right. stuff all morning. Right. You know. So. Uh, and that takes him away from other things. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. all that stuff. Uh-huh. But, you know, you, you deal with it and you move forward and everything was good. Um, I I saw this thing here before we get to Esther coming up in about five minutes, I saw this thing that there was a guy that picked the Eagles to go to the Super Mm -hmm. Um, and I I was listening to Anthony yesterday a little bit and it was like trying to put no expectations on the season. I just want to enjoy it. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. thing. So he's just trying to remain level headed about it. But you know, I mean, you see this offensive line, like, that's a legit offensive line. We know so right. much of the game is predicated up front. Yeah, uh, we've heard that yeah, for years. We've and seen this it.
1: center they drafted uh, in the what second or third round—that's going to replace Kelsey at some point—looks like a beast. <laughs> yeah, they got I mean, a couple of fucking road okay. graders now. They there. really do. <laughs> they really do. No, they they arguably have the best uh, offensive line in the league, and and the best defensive front rotation. Uh, you could make a
0: case for you know them being at the top of the league. Absolutely. And the thing about it is, Harry, is like that offensive line, other than Kelsey, is very young. Like they're Mm -hmm. going to be around a while. Dillard showed a little bit of piss and vinegar because Barnett, he was coming back from concussion, and Barnett kept hitting him in the head. And he's like, I had enough of that bullshit, so they got in a fight.
1: Well, he got in three
0: fights, I think, that day and had to
1: leave practice because they didn't want him to get hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Andre Dillard. Right. So, And like Andy Reid would be so proud of this team. Because he believed it so much that everything happened up front first trenches on both trenches. on both sides right yep, yep so I mean look I don't know what hurts is I I can't go Super Bowl yet because I don't I there's a big question mark at, well, yeah. at the most important position and that's probably why Anthony's saying what he's saying yeah because he yeah. doesn't believe in the quarterback that's Anthony's yeah. passive aggression I'm not sure about hurts you know <laughs> uh, but that's probably that but right. I mean this looks like a pretty well-constructed football team, all things considered. Yeah, and I give yeah. Howie a lot of shit, so I got to give him stick taps here. Yeah, yeah. stick taps,
1: hockey terms. And, and they still got these draft picks, too, in the first right. round. Going. They got two in the first round for next yeah. year when there, when there's going to be some really good quarterbacks available. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of question marks about this year's draft with quarterbacks. We'll see how it turns out. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of optimism, if not just for this year, but for the next few years with this team. And it, it kind of Agreed. it depends on Hertz. You know, Hertz can come out here. They have a kind of a tough schedule early on. They win a couple of games in September against some of their tougher opponents. Um, you got to figure that they're the best team in the division. At least I do. I think they're as good or slightly better than the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, if Hertz can win himself nine, 10 games, you're probably going to have to sign him.
0: Oh yeah. You're going yeah. to have yeah, to. Yeah. You can't deny the result. That's right. the thing. You can't right. deny the result. And sometimes because you can't deny the result, you ultimately can't get to that that upper crust of legit champion contender because the guy shows you enough that you can't just walk from him. Right. But is he enough really to get you to that very rarefied air? Now, they got mm-hmm. there with Nick Foles, basically. Sure. <laughs> to that rarefied yeah. air, but. Um, so you can win without having a, a great, great quarterback. And Both think about having great. a great,
1: great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has only gotten to one
0: and won it. That's it. Yeah, he and think he, how good he, he is. didn't get to one and lose it either. I don't think so. No, I think they I beat got Pittsburgh too. Yeah, that that's amazing. That's yeah. a huge failure on Green Bay's part. I agree. That they've lost that a they bunch of home been. playoff games with him, and, and in a place where you'd think they'd have a ex-
1: distinct advantage.
0: Yeah, that yeah. that notion, Harry of you can't go to Lambeau in January and win. Right. Bullshit. I don't Because a lot that. of teams have. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I Lots agree. of teams have. So I'm, I'm really fascinated by this upcoming NFL season. We're going to get to the college card this week and get all your action in on the Bet Parks app. Let's tell people about the sponsor. You know, Bet Parks, you put all your action there. Uh, Harry put out a college play already against the Penn State Nittany Lions, no, no less. Yeah, it took uh, Purdue boiler plus makers. three and a half. I like that half a point there. So you like Purdue getting a couple at home, a uh, field goal and a hook? Boiler up. Yep. And you, you have know. a golf play this week, huh?
1: Um, yeah. Well, that's the final playoff event, and they're down in Atlanta. And it's kind of one of those deals where you can they they do a staggered start where the leader in the FedEx Cup is is minus ten already before they even tee it up. And uh, then geez. the next guy's minus eight, the next guys are minus six and on down. Uh, to, the top, to the top 30 players who are left. But you can bet it without the extra strokes. In other words, you can just sort of bet the tournament flat. Like last okay. year, Xander Schauffele actually played the best over the four days, but he was behind so many strokes that he didn't win the FedEx Cup. It's, you follow what I'm saying?
0: Yep. yep. I'm he, taking he couldn't it without, overcome the deficit.
1: Correct. I'm taking it without the strokes. I'll take uh, McElroy at plus 700 to win. And I'll also throw a win bet on Scheffler at plus 900 without the
0: strokes. Okay. So that's okay. you get that in on the bet parks app uh, three plays from Harry this week, which is great. Uh, you can get them in there on the bet parks app and get all the action. Uh, simply. It's so easy to use, easy to navigate faster to win than ever before. Uh, use the promo code Jason seven five zero, and that'll get you a $750 risk-free bet just for uh, getting it in on there. That's for new and existing users and terms and conditions do apply a uh, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You do need to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Now, we've got our guest on the line yeah. Speaking of action and gambling, I mean, this yes. is perfect timing, right? Yeah, let's bring her in right now. Yeah. Uh, she is professional poker player, uh, Esther Taylor, ETA, and she joins us right now on the OG's podcast. How you doing?
2: I'm um, great. How are you guys?
1: We're great, man. Absolutely fantastic. How's the beach?
2: Oh, it's good. It was actually really nice. Not too hot.
0: Yeah. What, what yeah. beach are you at?
2: Uh, I was just visiting Ocean City, Jersey, yeah, oh, okay. for the night. Yeah, yeah. That's a
1: that's a dry town. I usually don't frequent Ocean City, New Jersey.
2: I know you got to bring yeah. your own stuff right. there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not stop. without a full trunk of vodka, Harry. Yeah, stop in <laughs> yeah. Summers Point, right? Isn't that the place? Yeah, and go across yeah. the bridge with a yeah. carload
0: of vodka.
2: <laughs> I call it car bar. You got to load the car bar.
0: Car bar. There you go. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I grew up. My dad grew up in Atlantic City, so we were a big shore family, and we bought a he bought a house in Sea Isle and in the 80s when we first went to Sea Isle it was we basically called it Senile City it sucked oh. <laughs> because ocean city at that point still had bars oh, but then okay. ocean city went dry and all the action came down the came down the coast to Sea Isle that became the hot spot with the Springfield, mm. La Costa, the OD all you know all those great places while ocean okay. city went dry Sea Isle became jumping, and and that it it was a then it was a great place to be.
2: Yeah. So now it's I kind love of it. more of a family, family-oriented place. But Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, I wa- of- I
0: wanted to bring uh, Ite
1: on here, Esther, because she has been tearing it up in the world of poker. She's a professional <laughs> poker player. Okay. And I'm fascinated by this lifestyle of professional gambling, card playing, and all that. So I thought, since she's uh, riding a, a heater right now, having taken yeah. You know, taking some big pots down and some big tournaments. I thought we'd bring her on. And, uh, you know, so we got a a local star in the world of (laughs) poker right here in the Philadelphia area, Jason.
0: Yeah. How would you get started? Like, when did you realize you had this? Because it's a different kind of skill. There's a lot of computation. There's a lot of risk reward. There's a lot that goes into playing poker. It's not just, hey, I got good cards. Let me push in. There's so much calculated here. Reading tells all that stuff. How did you? kind of get turned on to it and end up here.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure. Harry and I talk about a lot how similar um poker is like with golf. Like you can have the skill set, right? You can physically have the skills, but um there's so many like intrinsic things that have to come together for you to like be the winner in the end. Right. It's really hard to win a golf tournament, even if you're Tiger Woods or Wills Alatoris or whoever. And it's really hard to win a poker tournament. You can have all the skill but you know, so many things have to come together and go right and go your way. Um, and like Hare said, like you know, when things are hot, they're hot, and you see that in golf a lot. You see, mm-hmm. like when a when a golfer is hot until he breaks his back or whatever, Will just did. You know, you're you you kind of ride that wave. And um, I got into it. I think I've just been competitive my whole life. I've always played games and card games with my grandma growing up, um, strategic type games, and you know, when you're introduced to something like poker, you kind of just like get it right away or you don't, you have it or you don't. And Mm -hmm. if you kind of have, if you kind of have it, you can grow on that and you can learn and you can study. Um, And so I kind of knew right away that I was really into it and that um, I wanted to learn as much as I could. The other thing is there's absolutely no cap on how you can, how good you can become. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like the greatest poker players in the world, if you were to pull them up, um, they're still not the greatest, right? Like there's so much learning. There's never a ceiling to how good you can be and how much you can learn. So that is actually what really drives me that along with golf, like it's very similar. You Mm -hmm. can always get better. There's always certain trainings or different things that you can find. So I think that's what I find really fascinating about it and what drives me to kind of keep going and, and keep at it.
1: Well, when did you get involved in it? Like what, you know, when did you start playing in tournaments?
2: Um, in tournaments, I started like back in 2007. Um, I was very new, just introduced, but back then you could play online without without it being a problem. Um, they shut all that down in 2009 legally. And so you can still play online, but it's a lot harder. Um, so it's harder for people to learn now because you know, when you're playing, it's the difference between playing 100 rounds of golf and one round of golf, you know, you're, you're just going to be able to learn a lot faster online um, and get a lot more repetitions. in. so that's what I was able to do back in 2009, or 2007, is I was able to play online and learn tournament strategy that way. Hmm. Um, so I stunk at first, absolutely horrible. Um, and then, you know, you just keep keep going, keep playing, keep learning. And so you learn
1: by losing.
2: You learn by right. losing. That's yeah. absolutely right. It's yeah. so incredible that you said that. Um, Tony yeah, there's more Finau, losing than
0: there is winning.
2: Way more. So yeah. Tony Finau just won a big tournament. And I absolutely loved his quote where he said, I'm only here as a winner because I lost so many times. Like I learned how yeah. to lose. You have to learn right. how to lose. And, um, you know, and he'll lose some more until he wins again. And that's exactly how poker is. Um there was a lot of learning and a lot of pain, a lot of growing pains. Um, and I even in 2022, which has been a good year for me, um, there's there's been tournaments where I just go in and I lose right away. Like there's no guarantee in it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I took about five years off between 2009 and 2015 to raise my daughter. I, um, I She was born in 2009. And when I got back into it in 2015, I was a little bit behind. And so I just tried to play as much as I could and study as much as I could. And kind of, you know, it took me a year to kind of get back into it. And from Mm. there till now, I've been playing. I like to call it part time because I, you know, I have her and I, I just started a small business and stuff like that. So I'm not playing like, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, but I play enough. I play at the World Series every year. Um and like I said, there's always room for a growth and improvement. So
0: yeah, I think it's interesting because you, your path is like a lot of people's when the poker boom happened online yeah. before they, before they basically shut it down. Um, there was people playing, you're playing, you know, five different rings as opposed to one. So that's, exactly. that's your reference of one round yeah. of golf versus a hundred at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're seeing so many more situations, but how did you adjust from, you know, playing online Without a mm-hmm. visual, you're using betting tendencies and things like that mm-hmm. and taking notes on, on the people at, at your tables. But to go to brick and mortar and play face to face, how much of an adjustment was that part of it? Because that's that's a big difference. The tells are different, You know, mm-hmm. your strategies on pushing. And look, like, it does you no good in poker, Harry. If you have a mm-hmm. great hand <laughs>
2: yeah. and, and
0: it runs out for you and, and it turns out to be a great hand, if nobody else has a great hand,
2: right.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I got this great full house but nobody else has a playable hand. It's a waste of a hand.
2: A way. Yeah. Like you can't get paid off. Um, it's a good yeah. question. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, I like to call it like, you know, it's a different animal. So playing online, um, with, like you said, I mean, I used to play like 10 tables at a time, sometimes more just do, 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 you know, clicking and just playing more mathematical that way. Um, and then adjusting to to live is it's just a different animal. It's a different game. It's like um, there's different strategies. So like there's different strategy between a, a scramble right and a better ball mm-hmm. um, stroke play. Like you 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 have the same skill sets, right. but it's a you attack it at different angles based right. on what's going on in the tournament. And that's what I like to talk about is like tournament flow. Um, specifically, when you're playing live tournaments, you just kind of adjust. To what's going on as far as the flow of the table against who you're playing with. Um, a big part of it for me, and I I hate to even say this, but it's the truth, is that I'm a I'm a woman. So people perceive me to play differently. And I I'm gonna, I'm gonna identify right away if Harry perceives me to be just one of the guys playing poker, or if you perceive me to be, okay, well, she might be a little softer because she's a woman. Hmm. It's in and, and I hate to have to say that, but it's the truth. Right. And it's where I've made a lot of um, good adjustments and adjustments that are profitable and beneficial to me, knowing kind of what my opponent perceives me to be or how I play.
0: How, do, you, how do you judge that, by the way? Because when when a guy sits down at a poker table, Harry will look over and go, hey, when a woman sits down and goes, hey.
2: Yeah, like exactly. There's just a
0: different intonation in how you say the same exact thing. I
2: probably wouldn't yeah.
1: say anything.
2: If Harry wouldn't. No, Harry wouldn't say anything. Um, he he might be mumbling <laughs> about drink. like a bad beat he took or something. But... Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's the difference between you know, like I golf with the guys a lot. You know, I've golfed with Harry a lot in the guys group, and um, you know, it. I know like the kind of the guys that kind of just treat me like one of the guys. You know, I gamble with them, I bet with them, we talk shit, you know, like whatever. And then I know a guy that's gonna like not want to play with me because I'm a girl and, and want to handle me with mittens or like, you know, some guys apologize when they say like a curse a word curse in front word. of me, yeah. you know, and I'm like, put that shit out, you know, cut that shit out or whatever, you know, fuck and are you so,
0: apologizing for, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I'm like, don't, that's one guy yesterday. I was like, don't say the fuck word in front of me. You know, like, <laughs> and so like (laughs) yeah you can kind of just you it's perception and it's just being aware of Mm. like personalities and like who you who you should kind of act this way towards and and who you should act that way towards and kind of also like be able to manipulate it and have them act towards each other when you're at the table right yeah so it's interesting and it's so it's just fascinating and it's just stress anything that's strategic and you guys know this like it's just it's so wide open. It doesn't have to be one way. You're not playing the course the same way every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I look at tournament Every poker hand's different, and, and poker in general. Like yeah. I could have the same hand or the same shot, but I'm going to attack it differently based on what's going on or the flow or the table. Does that make right. sense? Like, yeah,
1: total sense. So,
2: yeah. um, that's really what I've tried to capitalize on. Um, well tell us
1: about the last two tournaments that you were in i didn't mean to cut you off but the world series broke her out in vegas and then the one in florida where she won a big guitar pick uh jason you can (laughs) see jason's guitars behind behind oh
2: you would love it yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. all i have is
1: this
0: little pick
1: yeah you've got picks all over the place but not the pick you have yeah Yeah.
2: Yeah. your Uh, picks
0: bigger than mine that's (laughs) exactly right
2: just a little bit (laughs) um yeah the world series of poker it's oh it's every summer in june and july and um it's kind of like what we like to call like the summer camp for poker players so mm-hmm. you know there's 90 tournaments and the main event is the 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 main one it's not the biggest one by any amount um but it's the it's the main event that you see on tv the ten thousand dollar buy-in this year had 8,500 players Um, so I'll go out and play that, but I also play a lot of other games. So there's 89 other side events that range from 500 to $250,000 buy-ins. Wow. And they're all sort of different games and different, um, different variants of poker. And you, if you win, you win a bracelet, which is like, and I know I'm doing a lot of comparables to golf, but like, if you win, it's kind of like getting a hole in one, like Mm you can be like, I know some of the best poker players that have played for 20 years and still have never won a bracelet. Right. And some of the best golfers have still never got a hole in one because like so many little small factors are important. Um, so yeah, I went out and I, the closest I've ever gotten was third until this year. Um, and this year I've got, I've got second. So I went, what we like to call heads up for the bracelet. It was sitting right there at the table. And I was like, that Give is mine. Me. Yeah. And <laughs> then I bluffed all my chips off and it wasn't mine, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, and those are the things, those are the risks and rewards that you take sometimes. And, um, I was happy with how with the result. So it was, it was 1200 players. I got second for the buy-in was a thousand and second place was 170,000. Wow. So, nice. you know, there's the bigger, the field, the bigger, the, the, you know, the pot, um, the yep. bigger, the buy-in, the bigger, the pot, you know, so and then two weeks later, I drove down to Florida for my daughter's softball, and ended up playing a tournament down there. And that was only 120 players, um, so a little bit easier of a field to get through. Five cards, five card hold'em, and uh, and I ended up winning that one for for like sixty thousand. So,
1: it's pretty good it, couple of weeks, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: and you guys know, like you ride you you have to ride the heat. Like you know, while you're on it, yeah. So, you want to play um,
0: play. It's like in sports. You want this. You want your schedule to have as many games as possible when you're it's winning. So true. Right. It and is. When you're it losing, is just incredible. You need. You want to play here. more, but you shouldn't <laughs> play more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're cold. Yeah.
2: You're chasing. Um, you know. Good. You're chasing. You know. Bad with good, and that's no. That's no good. So yeah. The main yeah. event,
0: Harry, no longer at the Binions Horseshoe. They outgrew the old Binions Horseshoe out there is that in Vegas. right? Where is it yeah, now? Yeah.
2: Well, it was at the Rio for uh, many years. And then they actually, this year was the first year that Caesars moved it to Paris and Bally's, which is a connected, uh, two connected hotel casinos on the Strip. Hmm. And so we had to actually kind of walk and toggle in between both. And it was really interesting, but it was a lot better setup, just more room, um, easier to navigate through. Because sometimes you go in and there's four different tournaments going on at Hmm. once in a bunch of different rooms.
0: Yeah. So Omaha high, high low going on in one area. here. Right. hold exactly. on. Or whatever. There
2: you go. You <laughs> know your stuff. He
0: knows his stuff. Yeah, he knows stuff, Jay. I went. I went on a tear of building poker tables at one point during like right. the poker boom. You know, like yes. Moneymaker wins back in what, like two thousand one. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. Over Sammy Farha, who always right. had the cigarette that he didn't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and. And, and then the boom happens, and you have all these guys that that come through and huge stars. It's all over television, and I was like, okay, how can I make some money on this without losing money? Mm-hmm. So I started building poker tables. Smart. I I googled it online, and had a track around the edge with cocktail holders in there, recessed into the wood, the whole thing. So that's what I was doing. But anyway, wow,
2: that's smart, cool.
0: Yeah, I played uh, and I played yeah. a ton of online um, at different different sites in that same time period when you were playing D- do you play cash games or are you just strictly a tournament player because th- talk about like a different muscle memory or you know right. way to attack exactly. things cash game is totally different animal the yeah. tournament play is very patient and finding your spots and and it's risk reward but the cash game it, you can make a lot more cash quick do you get involved quick. in the cash games
2: yeah i do play cash i'm um, not not often because um you know, tournaments are time consuming. So then when I'm not in tournaments, you know, I have my daughter and her schedule, um, but I do play, um, I play like in a, like kind of like a private game, mixed game. So
0: -hmm. it's a lot of the
2: games that you were talking about, Omaha high-low, PLO, PLO high-low, draw games, stud. um, And I'll try to play in those once or twice a month. And uh, you're right though, it's completely different. Um, You got to find a good game that's trustworthy. And, um, the casinos were shut down for a while. So I, but I don't like love going to the casino for that many hours and just being in that environment. It's tough. Yeah. You don't see the so, sun. So, um, yeah. So, and when I was younger, I would do it and I would wake, I would leave the casino and like the sun was blaring. Cause it was yeah, like, you know, 6 AM and I'd spent all night there and just, you could just kind of feel it just, it wears on you. so, um, I've tried to reduce that a lot by a lot. I don't think I've played cash in a casino in a long time. Um, well,
1: she's also got her own business now that she started a couple of, what, about yeah. a year, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. Do you know what uh, charcuterie yeah. is, Jason? Do you know what charcuterie yeah, a char- is? Yeah,
0: we have a charcuterie board, I'm told, my my yeah. wife told me. Yeah,
2: I- I'm going to send you guys one so you <laughs> oh, can dude. have it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big part of it. It's like, you know, poker in general is a very, um, like the best word is like it's it's just very like selfish. So like I'm si- I'm sitting at the table to like take from you
0: like everything you have too. Like right. not a little you know, bit all balls
2: to the wall, pedal to the metal, and like you know. And so that feeling can wear on you a little bit if that's mm. your profession. And so I I've always tried to just have other things and do other things, even if it's just hobbies or whatever. But um, that's a big reason why I started a a small little charcuterie business is choice charcuterie. And, um, the main reason was just to really, I love being creative with all the stuff and all that, but I do love just being like a small part of people's celebrations. Right. So, it's, and that's kind of our motto, like choose to celebrate. So it's like completely on the opposite, you know, spectrum of the poker where I go in, I'm like, I'm I'm coming for you, right? I'm I'm taking your lunch. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and I don't even care what happens after. And that's, you know, to coming over here now and being like, okay, well, let's use my creative side and make, you know, do something nice and create something nice to bring people together, bring people together and and be a part of a celebration. And that's where poker players, professional poker players, I feel like sort of lack a little bit. Mm. because they're all in their it's their full-time job and they're all in on just take 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 and lose 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 a lot (laughs) because like (laughs) you said you're losing at a 90 percent rate you know and winning at a 10 to 15 if you're a good player um and to to you know there's there's not a lot of balance there so i've tried to like create that balance and um You know, when you have kids and stuff, it becomes a little bit more important to show that and show my daughter. You know, it doesn't—it doesn't have to all be one way. You can have, you can do other things and bring other things into your life to have more of an even playing field. So we're excited about that. That I get to like be creative and have fun with, and it—it makes me feel good, puts me in a good mood. You know,
1: Uh and that's (laughs) choice charcuterie, right? And it's it's on Instagram. You're on yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
2: Instagram, and it's just charcuterie.com too, if you, if anyone ever wants a little fun charcuterie board or table. Can you imagine the,
1: the old lady, Jason, eating a couple of edibles, getting all
0: buckled, and then sitting in front of a big <laughs> charcuterie board? Yeah, she's not the edible eater in the house, Iris. She's more of the pen. Oh okay. you're the yeah. edible guy. Yeah and I'm okay. the edible eater. Well that's although what I'm on need... the capsule now, Harry. Oh, oh my
2: that's God. the best way to it. that's the best way to attack a charcuterie board. I'm exactly. not lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Last time I took one of those little she got these little capsules for me. I'm like I think I ate the whole kitchen, including like <laughs> like a cutting board. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just Well there. everything
2: tastes wow. amazing. So the the cutting board might might have tasted like steak or something. Right. Oh, right. It doesn't
0: matter. Don't tell me that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last, I got one more question for you. Yeah. Um, have, who's the, the player you play against in tournaments that, you know, the the public would know like, like Daniel Negreanu is one of those guys that it, he's a freak to me, you know, like he's almost inside your head. Like the way he's able to know what you is, what you have yeah. is unbelievable. It's
2: yeah. It, he
0: was like the tiger woods of poker when he first broke yeah. in his kid poker and the whole thing. And his ability to read what you've done with what you have and what you're doing is, is so disgusting. I think, I mean, it's just so good. So, I mean, I've watched him countless times. I've read the book from Mike Caro, the book of tells and all of those things. And I don't have that ability, but who's the person that you've played against that you cannot get a handle on
2: uh so i've played against a lot of them daniel and i have played a lot of hands together in tournaments um and he is very is scary good it's what i like Hmm. to call it like he Um, almost
0: scares you before you even get involved with him because of that
2: so he doesn't scare me like that like he scares me like he's a good player i want to avoid him at the table i don't want to get involved with him the person like the person that like scares me is like phil ivy like
0: He's a freak too.
2: Uh, I remember sitting down and him just like giving me like this like eyeball, like like it was like a side eyeball, and I was like, I don't want to like I don't I don't want to mess with you, like. Yeah. <laughs> and this was a while ago, but like I still feel like I would feel that same way. And then there's the players that I like. It's kind of like a chore to play with, like Phil Hellmuth, who I yeah. love off outside of the table, but He's you beat a prick him at a the pot. Table. You beat him a pot and it's like god your mom's not here like there's yeah. no crying and he just it's it's incessant too like right. and so there's so many characters like that but it is kind of like the beauty of poker like i have seen every everything every single thing from across the spectrum i've seen people play like they have no hands they have no arms so they read the cards with their feet not joking what yeah i i've seen you know and and that's what that's what i think is cool you know people that can't see they can play with like a reader or people that can't hear like anyone can play Mm. anyone and um this summer i played with a 21 year old kid i also played with an 84 year old guy that had literally told me he had six months left to live and was like playing poker because he loves it and he was Mm. having a great time and So you just see everything across the board and you see all and you just see every different perspective of life too. So it's really cool. It's pretty cool cool. to sit
0: down with like Doyle Brunson though.
2: Yeah, he's, he's getting, I think he just celebrated his like 80s, like very high birthday, but he's still, he's still doing it.
0: Still short. 10-2, you stay away hair. Yeah. It's the the Doyle Doyle Brunson head. Doyle.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I can only hope they name a hand after me one day. (laughs) So, all
1: right. Awesome. Well, this was great. I'm glad we all could right. do this because I know yeah. you've been on the road a lot lately. But yeah. uh, I've been talking with Jason for a little while about getting you on. And I think uh, yeah. this was great. So check out Choice underscore Charcuterie on Instagram.
2: Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Get your orders it. in for the fall.
0: There you go for yes. tailgating. Yes. yes, football, football parties. Jason exactly. and Ite, you let Harry know when that cash game's happening at the at a local house somewhere. And Harry said he's going to stake me for it. And I'll oh, come yeah? sit in for a couple of, for a All session. Right. Okay, let's
2: do it. I'll That'll find the felt
0: early, Harry. <laughs> okay, very good.
2: <laughs> that's fun. Thank you guys so much. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I'll come back on sometime, some other time, maybe down the road. Okay,
1: when you take down right? the bracelet.
2: That's we'll get right. Going
1: with the bracelet. Dude. All right, All right. DJ, thanks so much. See you Thank guys. You. All right, that oh, was cool. Great. Yeah. Well, I, you I know a hell poker. of a lot
0: about poker, man. That's why I, I played learned a lot of poker, Harry.
1: Dude, I didn't know you made poker tables either.
0: Yeah, I will have to send yeah. you some pictures. I there's some beauties. I would go to like Joanne's Fabrics uh-huh. and get the and get, get um, the felt. It's called velveteen. Okay, and you put the you have like the the padding on a mm-hmm. piece of wood, and then you spray it with this sticky stuff, and you stretch it over it. So it's like you know a padded top, and right wood. There were racetrack tables. I called them. They had like a wood racetrack around it mm-hmm. with cup cup holders counter sunk into it. Right, you know the nice padded rail, the whole thing. Nice, it was awesome. Now what what would you sell one of those for? Like what would people pay for that? The the cost of materials for it was about $90. It was basically two pieces of high-quality plywood mm-hmm. that you used and then padding and then the leather wrap around for the so it, basically the cost was that it would take about 8 to 10 hours to fully build it, sand it, stain it, paint it, whatever you did to it. It's a lot of time. And then sell it for about, you know, $600. Okay. So yeah. That's pretty good. In my old house, I just build it in the garage and, you know, and then sell them. You just put, you know, you can put nice folding legs on it, like a folding table, or you can put nice legs on it, whatever Mm. you want to do. (laughs) I haven't built one in a long time. I I want to build another one because I don't have one here at this house. So, um, but I I don't play that much anymore. I play a little bit online once in a while. Right. I party poker. I've never played a game of
1: poker. I don't know how to do it. Really? (laughs) Yes. It's one vice that I'm kind of like, I wish I knew how to play, but i I'm, I'd be scared that I would. it would probably lead
0: me to ruin. Well, it, it can, Harry. It's one of those things, very addictive. Yeah. And you can be chasing it, obviously. Right. And then the other part of it is, like, I've spent many a night in a casino mm-hmm. and walked in and sat down at a table at 930 at night and walked out at 745 in the morning. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can go all night. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and you can't sit there and get hammered because then you're no. really stupid. Well, that's another that's reason why I don't play because I'd yeah, want to get hammered thing. and then I'd get you know taken to the cleaners. Yeah. And uh, so when you come home with a pile, you know, you put you know three hundred dollars on the table and you come home with three grand. Yeah. Or five grand. That's a good feeling, Harry. Oh, I'm gotta <laughs> sure <to> tell you, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it is. You wake all up right. after finally getting to sleep and you go, "What did I get?" And you lay it all out on the table. Go, Holy shit, that was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw this thing that money on the table and it doesn't come back. Yeah. Well, that's the problem then. Yeah. Uh,
1: I saw this thing on crossing broads Twitter the other day and I immediately thought of, you know, the show, because I thought it's kind of a cool question. Um, What's the question? Um, What is your favorite Philly sports quote? And you said that it's, you, you know, one
0: hands down the lock. It's not even, I, I, there's no other one that even compares to it to me. And it's the practice one. We talk about practice? practice. Yeah. yeah. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> I mean, it, there is nothing that when that happened and Phil Jasner sitting in the front yeah. row. Yeah. When that thing happened, it was and still is mind blowing to mm-hmm. me. He's a guy. I was at his press conference when he returned to Philly. Mm -hmm. And when he walked in the room, the room got heavier. Yeah, I was there too. He had such, yeah, it was was before a Flyers game, actually. It was. At the Wells Fargo Center. And when he walked in, you could feel the weight of the room. Like he had such an incredible presence when he was there, Iverson. Mm -hmm. And he was so just like engaging and encapsulated everything. You just couldn't take your eyes off him because of what he said, how he said it, and everything in his history. And that practice rant, to me, is the greatest quote ever. It's not great because of the message. It's great because of how it took place and when it took place and what came after it took place. Right? Because the year after is when they go to the final. Yep, and they won. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they, I- they start out 42-14, and 14, and Theo Ratliff gets hurt, and they bring in Matumbo and Eric's – the whole thing. And Larry Brown, right? I mean, it is to me. That's the quote of all quotes. To all me. right, what about uh, I mean, this? I mean, one? this sec- okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, what's your second one? Before I, get well, my second one is. Well, there's a there's a bunch that I have, but the one about Kurt Schilling that Ed Wade said. Oh, he's a horse every fifth day and a horse's ass every. Oh, time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that's a great one. Um, what about world fucking champions?
0: Yeah, that's a good one from Chase. Remember when Mikey, Mikey missed it all like annoyed one. with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's kids watching, not even kids <laughs> heard. Them.
1: You know, world or, fucking champions. Or what about this? You want to run Philly Philly?
0: Yeah, I don't love that one. Like no, it we, seems goofy to me. Well, you know what well, I mean? You was was kind of Philly Philly. <laughs> yeah. Uh and Doug, like, yeah, sure. Or, right. You right.
1: know. What uh, about
0: uh for who, for what? For who, for what's a good one? Yeah, Ricky Waters actually his first game as a Philadelphia Eagle, mind yeah. you, and had a pretty good run here as an Eagle. Right. What's the um, best
1: Flyers one since
0: you're Mister Hockey? Win today and and, and walk together forever. Oh, Shero. Okay. Yeah. Now that was, first, it, that was for the first. That was for first cup that they won in '74. Exactly. Right? Okay. And and he could not have been more right because that group is still. Walking, walking together, together forever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to a Flyers alumni event. Oh, that whole unbelievable. group yeah. is still attached at the hip from right. Hound to Selesky to Bernie to Clarky.
1: Just go to a Billy restaurant
0: B- bar in South Jersey near Voorhees, and you'll, you'll run into one or two of them, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just go over there to the palladium They're there right. now. Right. <laughs> right now. I mean those guys uh, the bond that they created when they won that cup and what Fred Shiro said and the way he handled those guys yeah to me that's got to be the number one that's pretty I good I mean Brisgolov had some stupid shit that he said that oh, asshole it's
1: hilarious and that was that was all from that tw- uh HBO thing
0: yeah road yeah. to the uh winter classic You're right um, cuz he he was just Humongous a big humongous big <laughs> uh, what was he like into like being a bear or a tiger, tiger or, something. or something like that, yeah. yeah. Then he put the tiger on his mask, like right. he was a douchebag. <laughs> I I didn't wash with him at all, ever. No. and I will tell you that a few, a lot of people on the team, coaches and other people, did not wash with him at all. Is that right? Matter of fact, an assistant coach at that time told me we'd like to put him in a pair of cinder block boots and put him in the Delaware. No kidding. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, they hated him he was an asshole would you have given him a face wash if you were playing against him oh absolutely yeah i'd have pulled the mask off hair and uh-huh. gone waffle board to the to the dome
1: what's that when they sl- when they skate and slide and, and kick up the ice into somebody's face what's that called well you snow the goalie snow
0: <laughs> yeah not snow the goalie podcast That's- with anthony sanfilippo and Russ joy exactly Yes, which is on Crossing Broad, right? Um, and and uh, Anthony, who I love, and Russ, who I think's a hot take artist, and I rip all the time. But anyway, um, it, uh, yeah, there's some great, there's some great quotes. Yeah, there are. Um, I just thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, so. um, I'm trying to. There was another one I wanted to think of that was like Harry Callis said some great things. Yeah, over his time. I mean, the announcers, I guess, don't really fall into it. The John Chaney, I'll kill you. Oh, yeah, well, Calipari. After Calipari, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, well, there was number one five, on, We'll Always Love You. Yeah, I'd rather pitch that one <laughs> into The Sun. <laughs> there were so many that he's involved in that they're cringeworthy, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but but there's, there's some great stuff uh, and great quotes that have happened over time. You know, Mike Schmidt mm-hmm. with um, – didn't he have the quote about – Something about reading about it later, or, or yeah, something about it was about the fans, the agony of of uh, yeah, something uh, like the thrill of victory and the agony of reading about it, reading about it later or something, <laughs> yeah, like that. That something experiment. like that. We
1: probably butchered that, but they, they, yeah, you get the gist. How but about yeah, Larry Boa, like Cole Hamels is game on. Remember yeah. that one? <laughs> well, I love you know how I feel. about I know, well, me too. I we love Larry yeah. Boa on this yeah. show. Matter of fact, we got to get Boa on. We should. Now that the, I mean, the Phillies are, you know, they're, they're legit here for this the rest of the season. Damn, so, they are. you know, it, it's going to be can, football and baseball
0: in September. Can, can you explain to me though, how they had the smallest crowd of the season last weekend against the Mets? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get that. I mean, except
1: you vacations, know, it, I mean, vacation, the, it's a, the end of August. I don't okay. know. That, that is
0: pretty weird. I mean, yeah. I thought that was very strange. I thought like most vacations are over now as people get ready for school and stuff. Mm-hmm. No. So I, I didn't understand that. I mean, it's the Mets. Usually, the Mets are the, Mets the building.
1: They're clearly yeah. Oh, yeah. better than the Phillies. I mean, yeah, I know they had a chance to split that series and then they blew it uh, the final game on Sunday
0: night. But um, they're clearly but, better. Yeah, but how many Mets fans were in attendance too? To, to even pump the number to what it was. Cause usually when the Mets come to town it's a big crowd because yeah, New York travels down, I can't explain it. Okay. Yeah, I can't either. You know, and I, I saw this thing, you know, me, I've been, I've railed against baseball and the rules of baseball and the unwritten rules of baseball and how the game needs to be fixed. Well, apparently the numbers came out and then in the minors, Harry, mm. they put in the pitch clock and they put in the result of the pitch clock. And they had all these different categories. First, it was like the length of game was from three hours, I think, in seven minutes to two hours and 34 minutes. It's a big difference. And here's the funny thing strikeouts per game, flat, essentially the same. Hits per mm-hmm. game, runs per game, all flat. So it doesn't it, affect the play, it just didn't affects affect the, the number, time. just the length. Yes! Wow! Now I've been Jason... saying it for years, for Christ's sake.
1: No, I give you credit; you have been. You were you were harping on it
0: against Mike, who was against it, I believe, right? Yeah, that's the great thing about baseball; right. it can go on forever. No, no that's it's not, not great. No, it's not. <laughs> I got shit to do, right? <laughs> you know. Well, where did you find that? Was that like a Jason Stark study, or, or what was it? S- somebody put it out on Twitter. I'll find it and I'll I'll retweet it. Mm. Uh, but, but I saw, and I was stunned by it. I I, I, fact, I wasn't stunned by it, but it was the proof of what I've been talking about for so long. And the other thing, the only other thing I think they need to do as a, at a minimum is, is restrict the shift. If you don't yeah. want to get rid of it, I think you get rid of it. Yeah. You got an area won't. to play. If you're a second baseman, you got an area to play in.
1: Yeah. But they won't do but, that.
0: They, yeah, won't, when the they ball won't get see, rid of can it. You can leave it. Yeah. But you, when the when the pitcher delivers the pitch, you got to be there.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I think there was a Phillies game about a week or so ago where they were they were playing a Phillies hitter to, in the shift, and he just knocked it right down the third base line for a single. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah, I mean you that's know? easier said than done, though. I
1: know, but I mean these are professional. These are best these are the best hitters in the, in the in the in the game.
0: Yeah, but problem you know? is, hair is the pitchers are so far ahead. Mm. They're so like the amount of pitchers. Ten years ago, that were throwing ninety-five plus was like twelve pictures in the in Major League Baseball that yeah. would consistently throw above ninety-five. How about that now, Alvarado that number God. is a hundred and fifty pictures. Wow. About throw. Alvarado, I mean, every pitch is a hundred, oh. hundred and one, and it's got movement on it. It's just gas. Yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> what these guys are able to do now and the way they throw the ball is yeah. astounding. It is it like, is. where's it going to be in another ten years? I don't know, man. Joey B. Who? Joey B
1: saying I'm looking slim and trim. How about That's that? That's good. Now he's
0: got I the was, new haircut. That's I was 195.8 this morning. Nice. Yeah. When's when's the last time you saw that hair? Um, well, actually I was down
1: to 193 and change a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So I actually put
0: uh put a little back on. You feel yeah. you feel good about it? You, you like you feel like good physically, like just lighter oh, yeah. and everything? Yeah, I don't feel really lighter, but I feel better. Yeah. The most yeah. I ever got up to I was at 201. I was two hundred twelve at one point. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Like I, for me, two oh one I didn't feel good. Everybody I'm in knows. like the one hundred eighty seven ish range now. I, okay. I dropped a bunch too. And yeah. I feel so much better. So much better. Yeah. Although I've been feeling like shit the last couple of days, so who knows? What do you got? The COVID? No, I just, um, I've been really worn out and just shitted out. Hmm. Stomach has just been on the fritz a bit. You I don't had know. that I don't a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. I, I, what the I'm, hell's I'm, going on down there? What are you I'm getting a little worried? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I bet it's really this uh, this product uh, that you're
0: consuming. You think? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, let's tell people the people about sponsor one more time. You've, you've given out three plays on the program today here, Harry. Yeah. Uh, two golf plays. Scheffler McIlroy. Scheffler McIlroy. And, you get, Sheffler, McElroy, and, and the then you've also given out the. Yeah, over Penn State, no less. Yeah. No respect for your co-host <laughs> at all, apparently. You don't seem to give a shit that I went <laughs> hey, to Penn State. You listen. don't see me betting against Temple, Harry. <laughs> you can. I mean, you'd probably make and it I will. this year. I I just uh, don't advertise it, Harry. They're over.
1: Oh, okay. So you're passively aggressively going against me. That's okay. I'm out in front of it. Um, Temple's over under for wins is two and a half. So would you go under or over? Uh, I would take the over for for the Temple, Al. They got Lafayette, UMass, which should be two wins. Then they got to find another win. They'll find one. Duke or Rutgers or in their conference. I think they will
0: too. I think it's going yeah, to be they, will they get Duke and, and Baldy and the whole thing. That's this uh, that, that's week one. Yeah, that's At coming Duke. up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah speaking belt. of Baldy, I reached out to him uh, a couple days ago
0: via text. He has yet to respond, which is kind of strange. That's an outrage, Harry. This it is, is before the college football season and he gets uh, on the helicopter, too. Yeah, <laughs> this is not good. Uh, he's have pr- to have he's still wrapping
1: up all his training camp stuff, probably for the NFL network. So.
0: Yeah, probably back from Costa Rico. And- yeah, oh, he definitely is. Yeah. Okay. You know, go he goes Argentina. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> every, he goes everywhere you want to be, trust me. Exactly. We, yeah. we, there's got to be, he's like a James Bond of mm-hmm. meats. The James Bond of the Meat. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, uh, know, he drives a truck and not like a you know, a fancy British sports car, right? That's what Baldy does. Um, so get on the Bet Parks app, check it out. Get ready for the football season, college and pro. It is kicking off, and you still got the remainder of this baseball season. You got the baseball playoffs, which are always fun. Player performances, same game parlays, you name it. It's all there on the Bet Parks app. Simple to use, easy to navigate, faster to win than ever before. Hit up promo code Jason seven five zero for new and existing users. That'll get you a risk free bet. Up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Terms and conditions do apply. So download the Bet Parks app today. Do you need to be present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey? Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. All right, Harry, it's going to put a wrap on it.
1: Well, thirty one.
0: There's a question here, a, a Formula One question.
1: Okay, because uh, you're you do the F1 podcast, right? Stick to F1, Harry. Stick to F1. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is leaving McLaren. Who takes that seat next
0: season? Well, that's question. already been determined. That's an easy answer. That is oh, okay. uh, Oscar Piastri, another Piastri. fellow Australian. Australian. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oscar yeah. Piastri, what a name! The, the The real question is: Is who takes this the seat at Alpine that he was supposed to be in next year after the uh, movement of Fernando Alonso from the Alpine racing team, the French outfit, hair to move over to the Aston Martin team? Jeez, this is like soccer, yeah. Look at it, like a transfer window. These guys. It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. The driver market is is very much like that, and it was, summer break is just ending basically tomorrow when they return to uh, Stavelot, Belgium, Harry, for the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa Francorchamps. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the name of the track, Spa Francorchamps. Yeah, and and there, we could have changeable, variable weather conditions there at Spa, which is par for the course. We basically lost the race there last year. They did two laps under safety car and called it. Wow, because it was too rain,
1: too much rain. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they'll race in the rain. Yeah, but if it's too wet and dangerous, they like four cars spun off behind the safety car. Mm. (laughs) So they weren't even even going full out. No, no, they're going about forty percent. Wow, and I mean, if these drive, I mean, these are the best drivers in the world. If they're spinning off the track behind the safety car, you may want to throw out the the red flag. Yeah, that's time to so, time to call it a day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh Spa tomorrow. It's it's a, a a circuit that could be coming off the calendar and it's a legendary circuit with some great great turns and legendary mm-hmm. like oh, Rouge they take flat out. It's unbelievable. Um so it it's uh and it's a high speed low down force track. I mean, they go they fly through this track. Hmm. It's unbelievable. It's over four miles long. So it's great um, through the mountains and the hills of uh, Stavolat Belgium. I want to wow, get over there cool. and check that out. Awesome. The Orange Army will be in effect for Max Verstappen, who will take victory once again this week. Oh, he wins every week, doesn't he? He's unbelievable. He yeah. Won he's like incredible. nine races this year. He's, is, yeah. he's, he's a Red Bull guy, right? That's exactly right.
1: See, I know a little bit, a little something.
0: Yeah, and, he, and his girlfriend is at Nelson P.K.'s daughter, the former two time F1 world champion, Nelson PK, uh-huh. Kelly PK. Oh, Harry, Google that look. She's Ooh, not fuck. on the PK. She's no. She's not on the penalty kill. No, she does uh-huh. not play the PK, Harry. She's a power play. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. All right, that's episode 31 of Met Parks Presents the Ah Jeez podcast. Leave us a five star rating and review. We'll be back next week and we'll have some college football in the tank. We'll be getting yep. ready for the NFL card. Oh, it's all happening. And we'll count down the Flyers' training. <laughs> you, <laughs> you man. Everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. On Bet Parks presents Ah G's, the podcast, episode thirteen. Don't try